Welcome to the Am I Called podcast. Am I Called is a ministry that exists to help men find their call and to help pastors find called men. For more information and resources, visit amicalled.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Harvey. Hey, folks. This is the Am I Called podcast, and I'm your host, Dave Harvey. And this is the last in a series of interviews with Paul Tripp, where we have already discussed a bit of Paul's story. He's done some reflections on calling, and we even let Paul riff a bit on the role of art in the church. Today's theme, however, is what makes ministry dangerous. Okay, Paul, now you have concerns for pastors and concerns about pastors. In fact, you're so concerned that you wrote a book entitled Dangerous Calling, and you're now traveling the country advocating for reforms in the pastoral culture. Talk to our listeners about why you wrote Dangerous Calling. Well, the book is really written out of my concern for what I call the state of pastoral culture. Um, I think we've constructed a culture that can't work, uh, that in ways that we haven't realized casts pastors into an, an, an unrealistic position, into isolation, uh, potentially leaves them in spiritual danger. And I wrote out of my own experience because I was a person who was in the midst of destroying his life and ministry, didn't know it. And as I've told my story, I've, without exaggeration, heard the story of hundreds of pastors, and it was a book I could not not write. I think there's been a shroud of silence over pastoral culture, uh, and I wrote this book with the hope and prayer that it would be used of God to break the silence, to begin a conversation that we, we need to have. The, the conversation about uh, pastoral trouble usually gets relegated to burnout and running away with your secretary. And I would, I would name those as not the cause of pastoral danger, but the results of dangers that are symptomatic of deeper dangers in the life of a pastor. So the silence that you're referring to is that pastors are not being honest and self-disclosing regarding where they're struggling because they don't feel safe? Well, the, the culture doesn't encourage pastors to talk to pastors. The culture doesn't encourage pastors to talk to their leaders. It doesn't encourage pastors to confess to their congregation. And so here's a person that's in the midst of their own sanctification who is still a sinner living in a fallen world but is not able to benefit from the essential sanctifying ministry of the body of Christ because the culture is not able to handle that dynamic. So how does the church develop a culture where pastors are able to do that? Well, I think one of the things that, that the terminologies that I, I use a lot is what does it look like for your church to be a culture of grace? where uh, you are able to look at people honestly, the message of grace is devastatingly humbling. 
because the reason grace is needed is because sin is real, it's dangerous, it's alive, it's personal, it's life-shaping, and it leads to destruction. And it gets us all. So that's the, a culture of grace is an honest community. On the other hand, it's a gloriously hopeful community. I, the thing that I love about Scripture, oh, I love many things, but one of the things that just excites me is how devastatingly honest the Bible is. I mean, there are stories in the Bible that are so tawdry that if they were in a paperback book at your local bookstore, you wouldn't buy it. But yet the Bible is incredibly hopeful, and the hope doesn't negate the honesty, and the honesty doesn't diminish the hope. So a culture of grace is a culture where that honesty is permitted and encouraged, where we aren't put in positions of acting like we're something that we're not, but it's not a culture of criticism, condemnation, and judgment. It's a culture of patient, rescuing, delivering, forgiving, transforming grace. And those two have to be together because it's only people who admit how deep their need is who are going to get encouraged about grace. And it's only as I embrace the power of transforming grace that I have the courage to talk about my sin. Paul, talk for a moment to the pastor or leader who wants to see their church grow in honest, transparent, truth-telling, grace-celebrating relationships. What do they do? Uh, There's two things I would suggest. One, be cautiously self-disclosing in your preaching. You don't have to give them blood and guts details, but just say, for example, this is an issue that I find a struggle in my own life. Uh, Pray for your pastor. Ten seconds in a sermon. Begin, begin to, to alter the way that people think about you. Uh, second, begin to work toward the, the, the inside circle, the most active and intimate ministry leadership circle. Begin to work to turning that in to the most honest, vibrant, gospel-rooted small group in your church. Start there. Start with leadership culture change. Inch men to be an unafraid of hearing and making confession. Uh, break the silence and uh, celebrate the freedom from having to play act anymore. That's such a burden. It's so exhausting uh, to hide, to be afraid. And then as that group begins to get it, then think about how, how then to move that out into your congregation, how to transform your, your small groups into honest little communities. In many churches, a small group is just another place to hide. It's just a, more, a smaller place to hide. Uh, small groups are often made of what I call terminally casual relationships that never really get down to fellowship. It's the same stuff that goes on at the pub. We ought to just say that we're going to get together this week for publishship. You don't have to worry. Fellowship won't happen, so you don't have to be afraid. <laughs> we'll, we'll just do publishship. Uh, and and, and then, then how can we take the vibrancy of small group and pull that out so that everyone who becomes part of our church begins to breathe the air of an honest grace-driven culture where everybody begins to see that we're intended 
to be open with one another and to minister to one another. That's not a frightening thing of the Church of Jesus Christ. That's a genius of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, thanks for joining us. And my, you know, my, my prayer for you is that, that God would give you many, many years, which would result in many more books, and that you would serve pastors long into the future. Thank you. Don't stop praying. Thank you for listening to the Am I Called podcast, which was brought to you today by Four Oaks Community Church in Tallahassee, Florida. For more articles, interviews, and resources on calling and pastoral ministry, visit amicalled.com.